Hello and welcome to Cosmic Crit. I'm Rebecca and I have a very exciting announcement. We are teaming up with Legendary Pants with a new stretch goal as part of their Kickstarter campaign for their upstart line of dice. Now listen, these are beautiful dice and they have this amazing sci-fi font on them. They are perfect for Starfinder. And now with this new stretch goal, they're adding a Cosmic Crit themed color scheme to their dice lineup. Now the Cosmic Crit colors are purple, of course, with green lettering. And these are just amazing looking dice. So I'm really excited about them. I will be backing this campaign. Go and check them out. We are going to have a link to their campaign in the description of this episode and also over on our website. So check them out. They're amazing. So our other big announcement is that Drew, Patrick, and I will be at Dragon Con in Atlanta this year. This is Patrick's first time, so I'm really excited to show him the ropes of what Dragon Con's all about. It's just this huge celebration of all kinds of fandoms. It's so much fun. Fun things to do, fun people to see, and games to play too. And on Saturday, the three of us will be participating in the multi table Starfinder special, the Scoured Stars Invasion. And you can sign up and join us by registering at the DragonCon gaming site. And if you do that and want to play with us or just meet us or say hello or whatever, you can catch us on Discord. We would love to meet some Crittermanders at DragonCon. It's always really fun to see our listeners out in the wild. And we will even give you a special coveted Cosmic Crit lapel pin and you do not want to miss that. So now, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 48, Andis' Game. Last time on Cosmic Crit. Who knew fiddling around in your own brain could have unintended side effects? Raimi tries to figure out what's wrong with the catatonic Andis to no avail. Did we save our robot? The crew receives a message from Raimi's old mentor, Kendori. Andis has an impromptu family reunion at their birthplace, an android foundry called Divinity. Going down to Andis Town. We met the android band. And one, and two, and three, and four. I can't believe we didn't meet one named And Boob. The crew pours their hearts out, trying to convince Andis to return to their body. Let's all hold hands and pray for Andis to come home. I have to make a choice. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Greetings, Starfleet ensigns and captains, and welcome to the sequel we've all been waiting for. It's a rule of thumb that the best episodes of Cosmic Crit are the even-numbered ones, so welcome to episode 48 of Star Crit, The Wrath of the Devourer. My name is Patrick, and I'm the Admiral here, and GM, your gravitic mind blasting the Kobayashi Maru into oblivion. Joining me to the bridge of the USS Driftrider are my five friends and players, so help me in welcoming them right now to my left. He's rolling natural 20s on culture checks and laughing at the superior intellect. It's Drew playing Nackfeldspar. When playing Starfinder, hours can seem like days. To his left. Of all the android souls I have known, theirs was the most human. It's Jabert playing Andis some number. <laughs> it's me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When you said, welcome to Star Crit, I was like, did Patrick forget the name of our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm changing it. Oh, good. 
across the digital table. He only uses Romulan ale for medicinal purposes. It's Miles playing Raimi Quindar. Patrick, you have been and always shall be my friend. To his left, the captain screaming her enemy's name to the heavens despite having a plan all along. It's Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. It's great to be here. And finally, to my right, a genetically modified killing machine from the 1990s. It's Tyler playing a Droscon! I love you! But seriously, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I'm yeah. Back. I'm back on the show. Yay. Oh, boy. What a vacation this was. Yeah, I know. We've, we've got some things maybe to talk about at the end of our, <laughs> our last regular episode 47 i apologize for icing all the the listeners out there these last couple of weeks but yeah no i've been been super busy i got i got podcasts to edit and episodes to to write jabert has been kind enough to indulge in a bit of a, a break while i'm I'm busy working and, and taking vacation so thank you jabert absolutely you, guys, <laughs> you have fun with skitter shot we don't care about so skittermaters anymore. We want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's no, great. Let's let's yeah. talk about uh, Skittershot for like the next thirty minutes. How about that? Oh man, oh, oh, we we all had a really great time, and <laughs> almost mm-hmm. not everybody died. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and Tyler finally knows how to make tea. Yeah, oolong, yeah. Well, oolong tea, oolong. My, my my new specialty, oolong tea. It's fun. It's fun when Pat, uh, when Patrick steps aside and Jabert gets to GM. It's nice when the voice of God changes from you know every every so often. <laughs> it goes uh, from like one of those like vindictive gods to like I don't know like the <laughs> hey God is love kind of gods. Exactly. Yeah. It's and then it goes back. It's, it's, it, it, like, it's, it's like dealing with Andy Griffith and then Barney Fife. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a massive change, but it's welcomed. It's welcomed, and now we're back here. I know that you shut up, Tyler. I don't know who Miles is. Insulting in analogy. <laughs> no one's being I insulted. Want to, I want to examine it. <laughs> no one's being insulted, but oh. you you are very much uh, you know stay on target. And with Jabert, we can be a little more <laughs> a little loosey goosey <laughs> for some yeah. some fun times. Yeah, Golly. that's for sure. That's for sure. Then <laughs> no, no, that is not a criticism to anybody. They they are both good characters who do what they do well, and they both yeah. have specific functions. But I I do enjoy having a little break from from the same thing every week so it's it's kind of it's kind of fun having these special episodes shut up yeah, Miles. you're yeah, opie in this situation <laughs> yeah it's it's nice to have a little have a little like space between some of these uh more like heavy episodes and uh, I don't know what you're um well you, know, yeah, you know well yeah especially the last couple of books because i mean mm. you know we had the the huge emotional stuff with Raimi's situation and then we've had like the deep dive into Avengers past and with Nax past and then all the stuff with Andis it's kind of nice to be able to step aside and and just do something that is more um less emotionally draining <laughs> yeah yeah something <laughs> yeah. a little more like you know light and kind of airy it's like it's like an amuse-bouche before the uh before book five here yeah i'll tell you i needed a break after that last episode with andis i mean uh, I, I was need- emotionally exhausted i didn't need a break i just want to know what happened 
I know. Do we get our point Well, you needed the opposite of a break. I'm I'm sorry to say this entire episode is going to be a flashback to a month earlier. <laughs> oh, the fights on Castrovel. How about that? <laughs> Uh, I hope you uh, kept your level four characters. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're all going to reminisce about the time we fixed that tire on Castroville. Or, or that time that, that Drew and I did not understand how chase scenes work. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <sighs> oh, those 20 episodes. Where you explained to Drew, and as soon as you did, I made the exact same mistake. and did not understand how the chase worked at all. <laughs> um, our fans are like screaming at us right now, probably. So maybe we'll get back into the actual. Oh no, no, no. Well, let's let's, so. let's just set this out a little bit more. <laughs> so about Skitter Child. No, <laughs> where we last left off, Jabert had a decision to make that I have <laughs> done my best to keep secret what has happened. Uh, whether you're able to come back as Andis 147, or go through the process of renewal that androids can make. Maybe play a brand new character completely. We've had some time to sit, think about it. Let's get back into the game, though. Right when we left off, the room was quaking. Well, we're blinded. There's sounds of deep rocks cracking. The very fabric of the universe kind of tearing itself in this Kindori computer that you, you all assembled. The Founding 19, Andis's supposed the siblings, are chanting, and they are drowned out by this white noise that filters through the room as all the lights go out and darken. They slowly begin to flicker back on as silence overtakes this meeting, and you hear nothing but the, the sound of people holding their breath as a hundred candles flicker alive, the flames bouncing along their wicks. Edros, you see something in those flames you have not seen before, as if the fires had an emotion all their own, something glowing brightly and majestic about their their flames. It seems somewhat hopeful. Before you all, Andis opens their eyes, sits up on this stone slab, and Andio says, Who, who are you? A single tear drips from the eye of Andis, and they reply, I am Andis 147. Yes! And I am not yet done. Raimi runs up and and hugs his robotic friend. Uh, Andis sort of like topples over, sort of like stiffly like, like (laughs) It's like it's like, a, like I almost a, died. Please stop! <laughs> right, like legs go up in the air as uh, I'm never uh, letting go. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting stuff. We, Jabert and I, conferred in secret before episode 47 about what was going to happen and what options were available in in going into Andis's mine through the the exocortex and what can happen here and Jabert, i gave you the option of yeah making a new character right yeah well i mean more than the option i mean i did it and i <laughs> went back and forth about 12 times boy howdy it was uh i you know i'll be honest with you when i went into this episode i was absolutely sure I was going to switch to a new character. I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I really want to try out this new class. Yeah. And it's 148, right? Yeah. And it's 148 was going to was totally a thing and is literally sitting here on my desktop right now. And I'm staring at 
them and it's that's awkward oh oh my goodness oh one day one day i will die (laughs) and why have you forsaken me father (laughs) (laughs) i'm not good enough (laughs) i mean i mean to be fair to be fair i mean i think that having the character sort of up in front of me when i was making this decision made it actually in some ways a tougher decision because Mm. i was listening to my comrades sort of speak to andis 147 and also looking at this andis 148 who felt much more real and sort of Mm. once they were kind of in the space with me in this decision and it felt like in some ways i was denying life by saying no i want to live but at the same time pretty hard to deny your friends right it was it was hard to, to deny the people that i've come to find to be truly excellent friends and uh and also it's Andis feels born into felt like they were born into a uh, uh, a pretty difficult situation and doesn't doesn't want to leave this to someone else. You know, mm-hmm. this is mm. this is this is this is our journey, and you all deserve to have Andis's full support on this. So, as much as I would like to retire and go home, I'm in here with you. There are fish still to fry out there in the universe for Andis 147. I'm I'm pretty excited to continue on with this story. I've I've grown attached to everyone's character, but except was, for Nack. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for Nack. <laughs> uh, I eh, but real gonna... though. Yeah, I was writing stuff for Andis 148. You know, like we were prepared <laughs> for you to to jump over to a new character, and then at some point in in that episode, I, I was pretty sure you were going to reverse that decision <laughs> i was like oh wait a minute oh this isn't this isn't good <laughs> yeah oh he's reminiscing oh this is a bad sign i <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean talk about the waterworks coming down what a terrible way to be born by the way and it's 148 sits up on the table you're just a bunch of like crying aliens that is messed up everyone's looking at him disappointed (laughs) (laughs) just oh man at your birth multiple people are crying (laughs) like gnashing their teeth pulling their hair like no one is Oh. Angry and upset. <laughs> hey guys, I just said my name is Andis148. I don't know why that elicited that reaction. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. Oh, you'll probably like it. I'll just lower my charisma a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, so I mean, it, it'll probably be like another 20 minutes before I start making the joke about how your character <laughs> Andis147 is going to die of unnatural causes. Like. <laughs> Within an episode, <laughs> like I've got I'm up here, guys, one four eight, ready for business. Yeah, and a, and a random Akata is going to come out and take him down in one oh. turn, so that he gets Jabert oh. gets to have his cake and eat it too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I was wondering. I think Adros would think it's like if we just keep killing Andis over and over and over again, will we eventually get someone who's as close to Andis one four seven as we can possibly get <laughs> to have him back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just standing over the body like punching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eventually, get, get back. It's like, hey guys, uh, it's pretty much me, and it's one four seven. Okay, but what? 
what do you think about Akata? It's like, no, nah, they're not that bad. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, this is Andis 3,722. I hope this guy's better. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's actually get back into this. It's a while later. The assembled party of androids and starfinders, a couple of goblins, and the sentient room in which they all stand are, you know, you guys are talking jovially. There are old friends that are brought together, um, new ones that you all are meeting for the first time. The clergy of the the founding 19 pass around a, a very acidic vintage of wine, as well as some breads and cheese, and spread it over the table that once held Andis 147's body just a few moments before. Did they wipe and it down first? or uh... they, did, they did not. No, they did not die on that table. Andio catches Andis and says, What did you see when you were inside your mind, 147? Brother. Sister? Android. Sibling. Ken. Ken. I'm going to go with Ken. <laughs> Ken. It was amazing. It was profound. It was more than I could have expected, but it, it is not my time yet. Were you tempted to let it all go and move into that other realm for good? Andio, as you perhaps you may know, but I suspect one day you will understand the temptation is great. This world is violent. This world is dangerous, and the temptation to leave this place is <sighs> intense. And um, But we do what we must. A sibling? Correct. Clarity47 leans over and says, I'm glad that you decided to stay, Andis. I think you still owe me for that business back on the Drift Rock. Andis turns beet red and starts shuffling around in their pockets for <laughs> credits. <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I financially. I should have died. <laughs> like you owe me one for backing your your play against... Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They they continue yeah. and say, uh, "I I will see you after your journey is done, old friend. Maybe back on Absalom. You'll find me there. Indeed, I will. I will repay you." The goblins are eating all the food on the table that they can reach and see a dross. And uh, you know, while while shoving food in their mouth, they you were pretty quiet back there, lizard fist. Uh. Thought you were all about people dying and coming back to life. Isn't that your thing? <laughs> oh, that's that's very funny coming from you, philosophers, Flogger Geigers. Shut up, Flogger <laughs> Geigers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was just worried. I I haven't lost a comrade in years, and I just really didn't know. I don't know much about androids. I don't know how they work. I I just didn't really know what to do. And, well, I'm just glad he's back. They seem pretty, yeah, nonplussed about it all. They're like, well, you lose people uh, all the time. It, it's our lot in life to, to pass. It's all part of the big plan. You are a very weird creature. <laughs> Takes one to know one, big guy. Fair enough. Hand me some of that food. Alindra and Knack and Raimi, the computer AI Kandori as you all kind of in the back of the room showing you a monitor, uh, showing the, the path that lays ahead of you through deep space, the vast. Kandori says, these coordinates you got from the Kish point to a section of space pretty far out from known drift beacons. 
whatever it is the ancient Kish put out there, they didn't want anyone finding. And it doesn't look like anyone has yet. But you said the cult of the Devourer has these coordinates as well. Yes, they do. And we need to get there first or as soon as possible after them. I agree. If they have a head start on you, then they already are at an advantage. Can I use a physical science check on astronomy to see if I'm familiar at all with where this is? Yeah, I mean, it's it's out there on like the, the far edges, of basically any civilization. Like you, there, there's nothing out that direction besides just giant interstellar kind of um, star generators, you know, huge clouds of, of gas. And there are no drift beacons because they've made contact with no sentient races out there. Seems kind of like indeed the uh, the backyard of the universe so it's truly uncharted territory yes okay kendori continues and says i spoke with the founding 19 and they can dedicate resources to your cause but they say that this prophecy of theirs in it only the goblins and the five of you leave this place in search of the gate of the 12 sons we cannot follow to where you go next what answers await you out there in the darkness shall live or die with you. I will alert the authorities in the Pact system, including your Starfinder contacts, but I imagine by the time that they get word, you may already be done with your quest. Can I use a diplomacy check to try to get uh, Clara to join us on this quest? Maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't hear what I just said, Drew. Seven of you get back on the, the Drift Rider there pretty sure about this this prophecy yeah the she, prophecy says no she works for this founding 19 group and they are pretty vigilant about uh about doing doing what the the, the divine winds have uh have shown to them i don't uh, believe in prophecies i believe in doing what i think is going to get the job done a good blaster at your side <laughs> ancient religions and uh, something something or something 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 uh so, uh, Kandori says, I will make the relevant upgrades to your ship and your personal arms and armor overnight that you would like to purchase. Please, Andis, and all the rest of you, sleep here in the city while that is underway. We will have it ready for you when you awake. We thank you. So you all can rest up overnight in the small capsule hotel nearby Kandori Computer. They pump a high mix of oxygen into your rooms and you know for those that want it and you all can wake up feeling very refreshed very alert after a power nap of five or six hours whatever shopping lists you gave kendori are waiting for you back on the ship <laughs> now that armory is out i imagine we might change some of those purchases from from what you guys had originally thought of uh, a few weeks ago but you awake and you are all finally level nine Woohoo! We haven't we haven't talked Oops. about it for a while. You guys leveling up because well, I can tell you about it now. We I didn't know if Jabert was going to be playing a completely new character. So, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, hold off on it. So this is the part of the show we talk about it every time you guys level up. We we just go around it and talk about a cool thing that you got at this new level. And level nine's a pretty big one, right? Yeah. For some bit. of you all. Yeah, for some of us, not not so much for for others of us. But. Yeah. So let's let's do that now, Tyler. Let's start with you. What was a, a draw skit at level nine? 
he gets a big actually there are some cool things i was gonna say it's a big wall wall but you know actually there, <laughs> there are some cool things uh so i mean his uh primary fighting style he gets a new ability called uh i think it's called keep fighting where i can uh regain stamina on my own which is really really nice so mm-hmm. just another thing to help me stay in the fight uh but and then i also get a feat and um I really want, and I was really motivated after our Zavra fight, and so I chose the feat uh, Die Hard. And what Die Hard does is <laughs> allow me to stabilize and get back in the fight all in one round. So uh, I will normally, never die. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there was just so much, you know, stabilize back in the fight. Oh, get knocked out again. Let's try this one more time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in. I think in the terms, this is, I mean, for a dross, this was his definitely his closest brush with uh, disaster, with you know a final, a final stand, and part of his, you know, faith, you know, he he, he was able to heal himself for the first time ever in battle, and I think part of you know, and Saren Ray, you know, he might see it that Saren Ray saw him through that fight, and now he's he's more resilient than ever, and even harder to take down. And so he he has the diehard. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge to your GM. It's so hard to take no. down. No GM no. can do it. <laughs> no, no, and uh, don't 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 don't, don't do that. <laughs> Let's go next from our big old tank to our <laughs> least tanky character, Miles. Let's talk about Raimi, level nine. Uh, so one thing that, that Raimi kind of uh, has experienced, uh, especially with the last couple of books, with um, people using uh, magic and magic that has lasting abilities. Um, one of the spells that he got in, in level nine is Dispel Magic, uh, which allows him to, to, to dispel uh, or end one ongoing spell that has been cast on a creature or object or to temporarily suppress the magical abilities of a magic item or to counter another spellcaster's spell. So mm. um, for bosses or even these random uh, you know, hard fights that we've gotten into where people get confused or you know have these adverse effects, this could come in handy into getting someone back into tip-top shape to, to, to fight the next round as yeah. opposed to having something you know we've we've been kind of lucky in a lot of the the magic fights that we've had where there haven't been any as many like real real bad effects but i i imagine Jabert and i can tell you about some pathfinder battles that went bad (laughs) they went real south because of uh casters (laughs) taking over people and and what have you so who boy yeah i understand (laughs) that that uh, caution in against that <laughs> yeah especially going into into unknown space where he has no idea what's what's going to happen this gives him a little bit more of a kind of a reassurance that you know he's being prepared right cool cool let's move next into envoy territory drew let's talk right in the middle Max Sizrak. Yeah. Nay, Sizrak. Now, Feldspar. Yes. Uh, family names. Um, yeah, so Nack got a little boost to his uh, expertise. So I got to add another expertise skill Gosh. to my... Uh, Again? <laughs> yeah, well, the last time I took it as, as a, uh, an envoy uh, expertise talent uh, that I could do, 
So that gets to add another uh, skill to expertise that I can roll my expertise die on. And I have chosen Intimidate because I got to scare those Kish a couple episodes ago. And that was just really, really fun. It's it's not a bad one. You get to do it out of combat. You get to do it in combat. I'm excited. Get to, get to do it all over the place. Yeah. There's, there's no place you can't do it. I'm going to be what the else? scariest rat uh, on on. The, uh, the pack on the drift and beyond. Rider. <laughs> <laughs> At least on the drift rider. Yeah, and, and beyond that, my expertise die goes from being a plus one to a plus two, so I get to add two to whatever I roll. So the lowest I can possibly roll on my expertise is a plus three to any of my expertise talents, which is I mean, it's basically you list. Have, yeah, a permanent plus three bonus, right? Yeah, getting to be a pretty 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 good list. Okay. <laughs> Larry David. It's a Larry David impression. Next, let's head on down to Solarion down. Rebecca, Thalindra, what did you get 11-9? All right, so level nine was kind of a milestone for me. Uh, for one thing, my solar weapon increases in damage. So it now oh, deals God. 3d6 uh, base damage uh, instead of two. What? That's exciting. But then besides that, I also get this little thing called Zenith Revelations. So Zenith Revelations, for those of you not familiar, are sort of like Supernova and Black Hole that I got at level one, where I have to be fully attuned in either Photon mm-hmm. or Graviton to be able to use it. So um, I got to choose one Graviton and one Photon. Um, for my Photon... Zenith Revelation. I went with Solar Acceleration. And this essentially gives me and everyone around me haste um, for one minute, (laughs) which is a pretty long time in combat. Um, Yeah. And uh, so I'm I'm thinking that Alendra, uh, seeing that this other Solarian was using time dilation, Solar acceleration is kind of the opposite of that. It's like oh, time yeah. dilation no, is no. the graviton. It, it's the exact opposite. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and solar acceleration is the photon speed everything up thing, right? So she saw what it did to Adras when that guy slowed him down. Um, so uh, she learned to speed everything up and and negate that uh, that effect, uh, essentially. Oh, no, um, not not essentially. In actuality, if, <laughs> right? Exactly. If someone exactly. if someone was under the effects of slow and then use this ability, it just counters it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And then, um, and I'm also excited to have a, an ability that helps my cohorts as much as it does me. I, mm-hmm. I think that's really key. And Alindra, as of late, has really learned to appreciate her friends, if you will. <laughs> so she she wants to help her friends out as much as she can. Yeah, so that's the Photon Zenith Revelation I went with, but the Graviton one is Starquake, and Starquake Ooh. allows me to move, and while I'm moving, I create a ripple of gravity that causes people to fall down and also take bludgeoning damage. So kind of awesome so. <laughs> so you make an earthquake out of star power yeah yeah exactly That's pretty cool yeah i imagine yeah. imagine oh, so many of these solarian powers are just like comic book superhero powers uh i know, know they're so, earthquake they're so cinematic like i can see them like in my in my mind you know like well like wormholes is is almost i'm, I'm sure there's a super I think there's a super villain that can make wormholes. Time dilation seems also, I guess the graviton one 
talking kind of like uh, super villain-esque more than right. superhero. Yeah. But Ray of Light, if you had taken that, it basically turns you into the Flash. <laughs> right? True that. You yeah. can just like zip around the battlefield. Um, awesome. Well, you picked two really good ones here. Let's end now our, our level nine wrap-up. Last but not least, we have Jabert not making... And is one four eight, but instead uh, scrambling last minute to level up. And is one four seven to level nine. What a what do you get at level nine? Well, uh, I got a few things coming on here. Since I just built a mnemonic editor, I've swapped out a couple of old uh, mechanic tricks to rearrange some stuff there. So I'll be doing a little bit more damage on my overcharge, but sort of essentially the big things that I've got at this level are my bypass bonus has gone up to plus three. It says plus three to computers and <laughs> and uh, engineering. But uh, when do you use those, Jabert, ever? <laughs> that's a great point, Patrick. It's pretty useless. Pretty I basically much a never dump ever skill. use them. <laughs> I basically never ever use either one of those things. And so this 25 to computers and 24 oh. to engineering is just never going to do me any good, I bet. I mean, that's like, uh, I think you automatically bypass tier three computers at that point right right yeah the mechanic gets a little bit crazy at this <laughs> point <laughs> so, but for my feet i took parting shot where um Ooh. which is sort of part of the mobility shot on the run mm-hmm. sort of feet combat three. feet yeah, exactly. And so, essentially, parting shot allows you to uh, uh, take a, the withdraw action, and during that, take a shot. And so, oh, a, as you're as you're sort of like like slipping away from the bad guy who's who's threatening you, you just like you pop off a shot. That's so. very useful for range <laughs> combatants. What? It's very good. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's, sort of, it's sort of a there's sort of a feet tree to get there, but it's uh, but it's it's good once you're there. So. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty major. Uh, withdrawal is normally uh, full action. Yeah, full so, action, and so in, in this case, you know, like, and still, yeah. So tackle. it's 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 a double move, and and you get to take a shot on your way out. And so that is awesome. Wow, you guys sound pretty formidable. Don't um, kill me, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick <laughs> look at me. Don't kill me. You have to promise you won't kill me. I don't know how I can if you're just going to be running away from my enemies like every turn. What do you think I did this? Melee up on you. So are you all ready to hit the trails with these newly minted level nine characters? Shall we? See what's out there. Let's go. So you all make it back to the Drift Rider the next day. Uh, You get your gear, make it to your bunks, and you can start prepping the ship to jump back into drift space, leave Alluvion behind and, and go on to these coordinates, setting them into the computer system, the supposed gate of the 12 suns. You guys can exit the, the docking bay and uh, get out beyond the, the city and enter the drift. The world around you just disappears for a second. The stars all twinkle out of existence and then you're pulled into this other plane of existence where slowly the the pink and green and purple clouds begin to drift by you and you start on your journey as you are are working on putting these coordinates in though something seems off why don't Raimi because you are our pilot see if you can make a computer check figure out what is happening 
What is happening with the, the coordinates? All right. Uh, 25. Yeah, no, you're just not... You're not sure. Something something is off maybe with Galara, maybe off with the computer system. I imagine you guys are all on the bridge if anybody else wants to make a computer's check from uh, just uh, starting yeah, off. Let me, let, me, let me give that a shot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Drew. <laughs> Drew's yeah. got a good one. So that's a natural 20 for Knack. That's a 31. Computer's check. All right. And then uh, Andis and, rolls and a 2 and gets and is, <laughs> and is, uh tucks that 40 back in their pocket. <laughs> for later no both of you guys are able to at your your consoles here on the bridge figure out yeah uh galara seems to have been like almost every single additional function like turned off at some point there were people that were installing things as you guys were upgrading the ship in it but you have to like do almost a complete reboot of the the ship's ai functions like it's in low power mode well that's not good what does that mean it means as you're doing this, maybe pulling some wires from a, a console, the bridge door opens, and I need everyone to make an initiative check right now. What? Oh, I wasn't ready for this. We're in combat, everyone. Aboard the Drift Rider. Say what? Because oh, <laughs> it's been a while. The doors to the bridge open up, and you all hear this high-pitched whistling sound, and then a massive rush of air out of the room, your eardrums nearly bursting as you are exposed to vacuum in a explosive depressurization. Everyone here is taking some damage. All for everybody. Hopefully roll really well. Oh, did roll pretty good. Everyone is taking 17 points of damage, except for Andis. Andis, you are only going to take 11 as the, the first three d6 is from the explosive decompressurization the last one is from being exposed to vacuum which doesn't really affect androids too much yeah i've not, been told. not a consideration i'm told but yeah the shock still of the the air being sucked out of the ship very dangerous you all see uh well why don't you wasn't everyone make a perception check tell me what you see I'm sorry, Patrick, how many was that? 17. 17. Uh, so I Googled uncontrolled decompression the other day, and uh, it's a bad scene, gang. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do an image yeah. search. I, was, uh, I did. You. I did. It was bad. <laughs> it's just okay. like my perception check. Yeah, we've, we've got some good ones. Uh, I think the best here, Alindra, you see down the corridor, almost from, from the bridge where you guys are at, about 50 feet down, another set of open doors. Almost all of them seem to be open going towards the, including the port side airlock. You see two figures, two figures using the corridor, the hallway for cover, popping out. And they begin firing your direction. We're in combat. Let's see Ooh. what they rolled for initiative. Ooh, pretty good, pretty good. good. <laughs> Eight on the dice. Oh, and I maybe forgot to mention, as soon as this happened, gravity turns off on the ship. So we're Aww. in zero G as well. Oh, prunk. To make things more fun. You guys remember zero G combat? So if we have a jetpack, do we have better steering in zero G? Uh, well, yes, you have a, a fly speed. If you upgrade it to a jetpack, you will require another move action to stop moving as in zero G will just keep on floating. <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't have to use handholds and things <laughs> if you got the fly speed. Thank you. Gotcha. 
Let's go to the top of the turn order. Knackfeldspar. Ooh, 27, Drew. Can I see either of these cats from my position currently? Uh, no, unfortunately don't have an angle. I am going to stupidly move into the hallway. Mm. Um, I will I will remind everyone it is a standard action to activate environmental protections if you don't want to die to the vacuum of space. Uh, I'm going to take a standard action to yeah. activate environmental protections. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I did not need to be reminded of uh, for the record. <laughs> I was about to roll that D6 again. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I want to uh, move right about here, uh, just right, into open, the hallway, into, into the, the hall. south. And I, can I see either of these cats at all? You can. They are behind a good amount of cover in the, the corridor, but you, you can see them now, only about 40 feet away from them. I am actually going... Oh, actually, I don't have a... Uh, no standard. I have no action now because I used it to, uh, never mind. Foolishly keep yourself alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fool. Next in the turn order, Andis 147. Back to Andis, number two. Ah, let's see. So I don't actually have any indication that there's anyone in the hallway, right? Uh, you have not noticed them, no. All right. Um, I'm going to check the computer systems to see like what what went wrong here. It looks like someone has iced out a number of life support functions for for the ship. Galara has been kind of X'd out of the the programs. Someone has done quite a number to those systems. Gravity, the lighting on the ship, you know, maybe things start to flicker here and there as okay. well as yeah, the the ability to return oxygen to the ship. It'll, it'll take a while to fix this. I see. I see. So clearly there's something wrong in the engine. So Andis comes around the corner um, mm. to go back to the engine to sort of like check the power solutions and like see if there's an issue back there. And uh, as they come around the corner, they see these two Fnibnards just like <laughs> chilling out, chilling out on my spaceship. On my spaceship? No, thank you. <laughs> Flibnards. Flibnards. <laughs> oh, this is a good time to to note. Uh, we've got all of these submissions in for the cussing competition. And you guys, Flibnards won. Flibnards. <laughs> no one, no one suggested Flibnards, which would have been a immediate winner. But no. <laughs> yeah, that's your move action. Okay. Uh, for Francis, what do you want to do as a stand? Um, let's see. Uh, uh well. Uh, can I identify any of these two? Yeah, go ahead and uh, make me acknowledge mysticism. A mysticism, you say? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Right. That's a skill that you've That's got. That's a 14. Is that a thing? No, not really enough to... No. So I, I can tell you what you are seeing here now that you're okay. taking a good look at them. It looks like they're wearing very ratty, pop-marked with holes, spacesuits. <gasps> And their faces are exposed to the vacuum. You see decaying flesh over their taut skulls. Let me zoom in on the the art here, show you what we're dealing with. So does this look similar to what we've seen in the past? Like, or maybe on the the drift rock? Looks like some kind of drift dead. It it is indeed, and you can tell just from from that mysticism check, some kind of undead. You're not sure exactly what. Okay, well, if I remember anything about undead is that they are especially susceptible to being shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's I mean, so, 
So technically, all my undead have died to gunshots. So you know, you didn't hug any of them to death, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna shoot. So I'm sort of like over on the uh, uh, the right side of the wall, and I'm gonna shoot across at the one that's uh, sort of on the left hand bunk. Sure. I will remind you for Knack and Andis, your next turn, if you don't use a move action, you will continue to move down the hallway if you're if you're jetpacking over there yeah my intention was to go all the way to the back to the uh to the engine room so okay that, that's uh, fine if yeah. if you if you do indeed uh want to stop it will just take a move action to kind of boost backwards okay well i'm gonna take a overcharged shot shot with my disruption rifle oh oh boy all right, so that's going to be a 17 to hit. That is going to be a That's going to be a miss. Yeah, these guys uh they got some cover. You've hit the the hallway of the the drift rider here. And they they're aiming pistols back in your direction. That is your turn though, Rainy Quindar. You are next. All right. Uh so well, I'm going to activate my environmental protection and standard action. Yeah, and that's it. Want to hold tight? You're still in the pilot's chair. Yeah. Taking us next to Edros Verona. Hey, I think we know the routine here. Standard action for environmental protections. And then I'm going to click my heels together three times and magnetize myself to the ground. <laughs> Mag boots for the win. That <laughs> ends my turn. No, I was going to do this. I know. Great, it is their turn now, and they've got a couple of targets right in the hallway here. Andis and Knack. I think I'm going to try for a couple of, like they have semi-auto pistols. A couple of semi-auto pistol shots in your guys' direction. So first, let's do two at Andis147. What is your KAC these days? My KAC these days is 27. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's gone up a little bit since you last saw me. <laughs> I learned a thing or two in all Andy land. <laughs> did, did you? Uh, well, uh, I also bought some new armor. Bought some new armor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's super useful because either of these would have been a hit, I believe, if I had not double attacked. Uh, I rolled two 12s on the dice. Those are both misses. Yeah, and it's sort of like, like kind of ducks back in a... In a, in a room, like through a door, and then it's about to pop back out and shoot him. Yeah, now you've got the, the opened airlock immediately to your right. All uh, right, this next two attacks go into Knack. Pop, pop, pop. In the vacuum of space here. Pop, pop, pop. Oh boy. Five and a three on the dice. <laughs> what, what's next, KAC? 23. Oh, uh, yeah, those are both misses. Yes! <laughs> Combat's going great for me so far. Uh, that is their turn, bringing us to Alindra Vallis, back, back to the bottom. All right, I have a few things to do. I'm going to go toward Graviton Attunement, mm. and I'm going to activate my suit, and then I'm going to use Gravity Boost to increase the gravitational attraction between myself and stuff around me. And like move... the ground of the ship? Yeah, yeah. Um, and move, like, 30 feet into okay, a so room. Those doors are shut. Oh, are they? Yeah, so Mr. McScruffins doesn't die in this encounter. Okay, so I'm just going to move down the hall 35 feet, so past Knack and Andis. And it doesn't reduce your movement at all? Graviton sp- movement being stuck no, to the ground? 
Uh, it just increases my athletics check to climb, jump, and swim. So I think that, and it also allows me to spider climb. So I don't know which of those is more useful in zero G, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I think either way, I mean, you can try and stop yourself moving as you can. You've moved right on top of the access to the turret for the drift rider. And I am sad to say, as soon as you maybe put a, a hand or a foot down there, you notice behind the lid a small device that is blinking, <gasps> and it explodes oh, with no. a massive amount of force, knocking you nearly back. I need Knack, Andis, and Alindra to make a reflex save. Alindra, watch your step. Okay. Since I'm graviton attuned, I think that gives me a plus two to reflex saves, right? It does. Okay, great. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. That's a, a lot of... 17 to my reflex save, then. Oh, boy. Knack and Andis <laughs> apparently had been shielded. <laughs> like, I think Electra just uh, dove on this grenade. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, so a 31 for Andis. 30 for Knack. You guys have made this save and are going to take half damage. Lendra, 17 reflex is not enough. Oh, no. Yeah, and they're taking the full force of this these evil undead. They're trap. Oh, jeez. And I, I I hate to give you these after you've rolled so well on those perception checks. It was a DC 33 to notice this, this thing hidden here. Uh, um, 20-foot radius, so all right. Let me roll these damage dice. Oh, man. Yeah. The halls of the Drift Rider bow outward, and smoke fills this room. Quickly sucked out the airlock. 56 points of damage for for Rebecca, for Alindra. And that's going to be 27 to Knack and Andis for half damage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this certainly doesn't completely suck. <laughs> that's only turn one. Next turn, turn two. We're back to Nack. Just, just a little cooked, right? Oh my gosh. Uh, so, can I see these guys at this point? Yep, they, they're still hiding down the hallway, about what forty feet from you. Okay. If I did not turn off my uh, my jetpack, or even if I did, what is my f- kind of float distance for this turn? Your your movement to thirty feet. So I will just float thirty feet if I don't do anything. If you yes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my move action to stop where I currently am. Okay. I am going to take aim with my new uh, hailstorm cryo pistol. Ooh. My hailstorm zero zero pistol. Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna take aim at the one on the the western half of the map with the red dot in the corner. Yeah. Get him. Ooh. That is a 30 to hit. Mac, rolling rocks tonight so far, right? Like 18, 19, and 19. Uh, that's a hit. Yeah, for 11 damage. Alrighty, yep. Getting, you know, just maybe like the arm that's sticking out around the corner. Scoring that, it's, you see like, cold start to overtake the hand. Next in the turn order is Andis, 147. Let's see. So I will sort of go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and move up there. But I will shoot on my way there with my shot on the run. Okay. Okay. I think I see what you're doing here. Yeah. And since I didn't have to use a move action to go there, I'm going to use. Keep on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> I'm going to use. Uh, I'm going to track. 
as I as I float. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I like the mental image of this. I'm just like I'm just like just boop, 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 like slowly scooting along the edge of the thing and then like <laughs> looking at them and squinting a little bit and then they're like, Yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> and then as a standard action, I'm going to uh overcharge and take this here, shoot em, shoot them up. So you wanna shoot before you get to them though, right? Oh, oh, oh well, no. doesn't matter. <laughs> Got oh no! Listeners, listeners, here's uh, an exciting thing. It's a critical fail and also minimum damage. <laughs> what do we call those on the show? We call them critical procs. <laughs> critical procs. I was trying to remember what the what the uh, what the swear word I used earlier was. <laughs> Nibber. Nimnard. Criminal. Criminals. Nimnards. I am rolling on our critical fail deck, which is cosmiccrit.com. Well, at least these are like advanced enemies, and they're like, I should Ooh. feel. At, good at least about you've got them. an end as one, Ooh. four, eight. Maybe already done. Maybe you shouldn't have made such a fancy shot on the run trick show, whatever you're doing, because this is submitted by our fan JJJ. No magic bullet. Oh, your shot as if under mischievous divine intervention bounces off your target as a 25% chance to hit each creature in combat. Each creature rolls D4, <laughs> make an attack roll against any that roll a one. And if it hits, they take the minimum damage from that roll, which is hilarious that you roll the minimum damage. Uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be everybody, because everybody's within reach of your gun, right? Yeah, yeah. Alright, everyone roll a D4. Well, this is a lovely Oh no. No, oh, oh, no, 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 Okay. Oh no! The good news is you managed to hit both of these undead creatures (laughs) (laughs) with your crummy natural one. But you, you've also hit Alindra. So yeah, you've like turned yourself around in the hallway and are just spraying sonic damage everywhere. (laughs) I need what? What would your minimum damage be on a? It was a boosted shot. Uh, yeah, that would be a 12. Wait, no, hang on a second. Nope, a 13 is what it would be. 13 damage? Yep. Yep, okay. So they take that, and uh, literally you do as well, sonic damage. Oh, man. Thanks, Andis. <laughs> well, that's- I love you. Love you, too. Yeah, right. Andis <laughs> just calls down the hallway, I love you, as like, as like they just like this continue scooting down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's funny is you did more damage than if you had rolled a hit. JJJ, <laughs> 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 that backfired. That backfired very poorly. <laughs> I have failed to mention that as you are scooting by, you see this one that you are right next to is indeed holding a a knife, uh, a pretty wicked looking uh, serrated knife. And it comes at you at that with its uh, attack of opportunity. No, get away from me. I have to roll like a natural 20, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to say, with like <laughs> attacking you around the corner and your crazy high armor class. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> A critical hit. What is happening in this game? <laughs> I feel oh, well. your, your dark energy. <laughs> so glad that, <laughs> that Jabert took this time to make this Andis 148 character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Man. So yeah, this knife coming at you does so much damage. 
<laughs> that is going to be 15 points of slashing damage. Um, oh, man. Oh. I, was, I was about whoa, to whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the presses. Jabert, you didn't roll a d4 to see if you shoot yourself. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point, Patrick. Oh, well, now it's got to yeah. happen, right? I'm getting the most out of this crit fail. What a weird fail. Oh, no. Oh, I am the opposite of shooting myself. I shot two aliens in the face. That's, that's and your friends. <laughs> oh, and and my and my and my good friend Alindra, who's also an alien technically, so true. true. You know. <laughs> that is Andis' turn. Just shot all aliens. Rami Quindar, we're back on to you. <laughs> all right. Whew. All right. So Rami is going to leave his pilot spot and go uh, right next to Nack. Mm-hmm. So you jetpacking as well? Yes. Okay, negated all basically of the zero G in this combat with you guys flying all over the place. Yeah, we're we're really you know jetpack buddies. Yeah, and let's see, he is going to cast caustic conversion at the undead fellow that Andis is not attacking, the one on the eastern side with the blue dot. Okay, yep, that, on a ship, that's going to be Starbird. Starbird, fine. Make me an attack roll. Ooh. It's a 26. Uh, this is indeed against EAC. That is correct, right? Yes. I think. Ooh. That, oh, you should have went against the other one that's got get him on it. It's against uh, KAC. Uh, against KAC? No, it's, it says right in the description. Make a ranged attack roll against your target's EAC. <laughs> it's in the description. Uh, 26 yeah. is... 26 is just a miss because of the discovery he's got oh, himself behind. Just a miss. So that is going to take us to Edros Vranus. Back to you. Oh, I've got an android in my way. So since Edros has his mag boots firmly planted on the starship, he can move quite freely. And he's actually going to move all the way down the hallway right next to Andis, which is apparently a terrible idea with that sonic gun. And now I'm right next to this weird undead creature that Raimi mm-hmm. just tried to caustic convert and uh, I don't know that, that probably provokes an attack it will uh, once again I'll, maybe this is my magic mode but I'll go, uh, to, to hit you guys <laughs> I need a roll of 20s probably hit you oh what is your KAC these days so I just picked up some new armor so the KAC is now 28 See here, getting a plus four armor bonus from from cover. Oh man, I, yeah, I, I just missed uh, with this this small survival knife that's like trying to stab you. Uh, so that that's your turn, right? Uh, two moves? Nope, one move. I have fifty feet of movement. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Blitz soldier gives me ten feet. Speed, uh, speed suspension gives me another ten feet. Oh, so, nice. And, so standard and, action. And my, yeah, and so my armor uh, the doesn't have any speed restrictions on it, so I don't lose five feet for any reason. I'm just I am uh, a rocket lizard. So rocket lizard, rocket lizard, and uh, I get to use a new sword. I get to use Zavra's sword. So here, here for the first time on the podcast is an ultra thin longsword attack and that's a 30 to hit oh yeah no more cover for this one that is a hit that's gonna be 28 points of damage yikes okay (laughs) he's very hurt just from that one attack and 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 this is uh booping (laughs) Um, (laughs) he looks pretty unhappy he's got both these weapons and is ready to attack back right at you and i'm gonna do that first on their turn two attacks 
this knife, the survival knife here. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Two on the dice in the first one. Not a good way to start. 15 on the second one. That is just a hit. <sighs> boy, dang. I rolled a 14 on the, the previous attack. That missed. Uh, so let me roll some damage here. 14 points of slashing damage. And okay. Andis, the this other one, is going to do the same thing. Double oh, no. Mm, actually, actually he, he's going to... Uh, this one on top of you is going to let its pistol float in the air in front of it, the auto pistol. It's going to try and reach out for a... Oh, this is dumb. I need to roll 20 for this, too. It's going to try and reach out for a combat maneuver, which is your KAC plus eight. <laughs> uh, that's It's a lot, but it's a 35. Did he hit it? Let's double check here. Womp, womp, womp. What did I what did I roll on the dice? Uh, 13 looks like. Uh, no. <laughs> don't need a 20 but i need something pretty darn close and that is their turn bringing us to alindra vallis all right alindra's not feeling great after the trap and then also andis shooting her so (laughs) sorry she also doesn't have a whole lot of uh space to get up near these guys so she's gonna stay where she is um and use crush I'm going to use oh. Crush against the red guy, so the guy that uh, Andis is right next to. Right, so this is a fortitude save? Yeah, fortitude save. Ooh, natural. Oh, natural. Yes. Awesome. Now let awesome. me <laughs> let me double check that these bad mama jammers, they are undead. They can be affected by, is it, uh, what? what is the condition? Uh, staggered. Sure. Uh, so undead immunities, you fought these guys before, and you would know that, you know, they can't bleed, obviously immune to death and disease, uh, as well as many mind affecting, but they are not immune to being staggered, but yeah. they are to being stunned. Right, which is why I did not spend an RP. <laughs> <laughs> good, good idea. Uh, so that is, that is a failure on their part. So Yay. they are staggered for just the next turn. Yeah, for one round, unless I keep it up. Oh, okay. So that is, uh, and I'm sorry, you are spider walking, so you don't have to, you can just stay where you are. Do do you want to move? No, I'm not moving. Okay. Then that brings us to the top of turn three, Knack Feltzbar. Back to you. Nice. Uh, I am not going to move. I am going to uh, point my my hailstorm pistol back at this cat that is with the red dot on the western half of the ship the port side of the ship if you will mm. and i'm going to get him and i'm going to use my clever improv to make that get him uh, apply to uh so not only is this plus two to hit it's also plus two to damage to both of these cats in the hallway here we go oh no and that is a 17 to hit welcome welcome to my pain <laughs> That's a miss. But they have been got Andis one four seven right in front of this one. He's still got his melee weapon out. This knife. What do you want to do, Jabert? So the one next to me has a knife out right in front of you. Yep. Uh, trying, trying their best to stab you. Oh no! Oh no! Um. Well, I'm going to use. You know what? I'm going to use my new ability, parting shot. Oh. <laughs> to uh, <laughs> uh, withdraw from this person and uh, take a shot right before I withdraw. It's already paid for itself. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. So this is a fellow that I have not targeted against, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to take a shot against this person. All right. While you're moving. Oh, Mm. 17 versus EAC. 
unfortunately a mess. Ah, okay. Yeah, not, well, m- well, maybe you like clip its leg or something, but it just seems to shake that off. That low roll. Scooch on down the road here. <laughs> We're back to Remy Quindar, right next to Knack now. What do you want to do, Miles? Uh, well, I'm going to stop, and okay. I am going to cast Magic Missile at the the warrior on the west side, uh, starboard side. That the one that Andis just left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be 2d4. So that is going to be 9 points of damage. Nine. Okay. They both are looking beat up. They're both still pretty unhappy. Um, mm. uh, so they do have what seems like some calms maybe like pressed into their the decaying flesh of their neck. And you hear, yeah, one of them alight up in your spacesuits. Those of you that now have your, your helmets up. And uh, one of them says, we won't kill you all, but we will take some of you back alive. There's a bounty of 200,000 credits apiece. And you're going to make us a cool million with this contract. Wait, who's worth what? We'll go over the specifics once we kill you. <laughs> oh, well, this, no deal. Pew, pew. <laughs> Andros, we're back to you. All right. Andros is here in front of an evil thing. I'm assuming it's an evil thing. I mean, he's got really no choice but to attack twice. Oh, I get really. him a hug and see if on deck on deck can be killed oh. by, by the power of love. But yes. killed by hug, yeah, uh, an athletic check for hugging—that's appropriate. <laughs> no, none of that. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for the gut. These are two long swords for the gut. First gut attack is a thirty-one. Uh, or no, my, my, minus minus four. Sorry, uh, twenty. But plus two. Plus two. Let's do this math together. Live. I, I thought I thought Genom was on the other guy. Uh, Genom was used with an RP to. Uh, make oh, I missed everybody. it. Regardless, all three of those numbers are going to hit. So what's the damage? <laughs> uh, Thirty-eight points of damage. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Forty points. Of damage. Oh, no, that's worse. Forty. Forty <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> Is, uh, it, has, have I de-gutted this guy, Patrick? Uh, no, he's still alive, but not doing uh, great. You've cut off you know, huge chunks of its abdomen, pieces of its leg. Second attack. Uh, one more for the gut. Ooh, that's gonna... Oh, that's probably not gonna do it. Nope. This is, Six yeah. on the dice. Pick them up off the digital table, because it's their turn. And this guy is going to come at you with... Actually, he's got his friend who's going to move forward. Cool. Wait, he's staggered. He can only take one action. Oh, right. Okay, so this this one on the port side is can take a move or a standard. Is that right? Yeah, so staggered is you can take a single move action or standard action, but not both. Oh, that's awful for right now because I made him Sorry. drop his pistol. I'm dumb. Uh, and there's nobody around him, so he's just going to move up on a draw and flank with his good... Uh- buddy uh his friend is going to try and make a uh, single attack against you trying to stab you right in the gut oh no not gut for gut and i've rolled a three as well <laughs> the lowest rolling combat uh that is a miss and mm-hmm. it is back to alindra all right i oh i'm scared <sighs> okay so if i move what happens in zero g if i move so if you're spider climbing along the walls or the ceiling, there's no down anymore <laughs> on the Drift Rider, are basically going to be able to counteract all of the, the zero G here. Okay. You can okay, kind of okay. plant your feet 
to whatever. Okay, cool. So I'm, despite the fact that I'm low on health, I'm going to move right down to this guy right next to Adras. Mm, and, staggered. Yeah, he's staggered still. Wait, is he still, since it's my turn again? It's been one round? Or does it uh, is it still in effect during my turn? That's a good question. I think it'll go until the, the end of your turn, honestly. Okay. I guess it doesn't really matter because he doesn't need to take a reaction. Anyway, all right, so I'm going to use my solar weapon. Okay. That's a 20 not. Does this have get him on it? It does. Yep. So 31 to attack. Hit. All right, so that's going to do 27 damage, and it has Ghost Killer on it. Let me rec- let me clarify, 29 points of damage. <laughs> oh, sorry, 29. <laughs> Every time Drew, Drew's eating that RP, he's like, you better give them extra damage. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for nothing. <laughs> well, and I'm used to being photon attuned, which would give me extra damage, yeah. but I'm not. Awkward. Um, yeah. That is enough to, yeah, you see this guy a little torpid in its movements after being staggered and then nearly cut in half. Both of them not looking too good. Top of the turn order. Turn four. Knack, we're back to you. Alright. Uh, so, I can still see both of these cats? Uh, yep. One is behind cover and the other is kind of behind Alindra, but you can see both. Alright. For the one on the port side, I am going to once again shoot my Hailstorm Zero Pistol and get him. And I'm going to spend that sweet, sweet RP to make it last, to make it have all the damage it possibly can. Here we go. And that is a 30 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. (laughs) For 10 points of damage. Alrighty. All right, still up. But once again, this is the second time you've shot him with this hailstorm pistol. Not looking too good. Get him on him. Andis, back to you towards the, the rear of the drift rider. What do you got? Um, let's see. I'm going to... So are these doors closed in uh, behind me? So as I'm sort of like floating like kind of down the hallway, there's a set of double doors at the end of the hall that I'm I, about to bump into. But... I don't think they will have depressurized those yet. So those are closed. Okay, okay. So I would bump into those eventually. And so... Boop! Yep. Okay. So if you want to just keep moving, you will in zero G, but um, it'll give you and you have to make an acrobatics or athletics check to safely stop, not like bump into that. Um, It is a DC 20 athletics or acrobatics check to safely hit those doors. if That's what you want to do. Otherwise, you get the off kilter condition. I'm going to go for athletics. Okay. And is that your better one? Yeah, they're the same. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. That's a 16 to athletics. So yeah, maybe just shooting that gun and floating down the hallway has indeed given you the off-kilter condition. And okay. you are flat-footed. Like, that really matters, but you take a minus two penalty to attack rolls. Okay, so um, I'm going to use my move action to boost and then my standard uh-huh. to overcharge the disruption rifle here. Oh, geez. Against, again, the one still in the hallway that Edris has pinned in. I know it's a tough shot. Okay. But I'm going yes. for it. Yes, got that cover bonus. Yep. Need the roll. Ooh. Yeah! All right, so that's going to be a 32, wait, sorry, 32 minus what, 6? So a 24 to hit. Why is it minus 6? I'm assuming minus 4 for being behind cover and minus 2 for me being off kilter. Oh, yeah. Well, the minus 
uh, two off kilter. Yes, but uh, you, you don't subtract from your. Just give me what your off kilter attack is. Uh, my off kilter would be twenty eight uh, against its EAC. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm sorry, that is a miss. Unless someone had cast Get Him on the previous oh. uh, action. That's a hit. Yes! Oh. <laughs> All right, it's so exactly that number. No more, no less, too. Boy, oh boy. Once again, Get Him saving the day. Yeah, oh, a few weeks ago we had fans pointing that out from our previous episodes, how often we come up on that bubble. <laughs> looks like once again it happens so much this is gonna be uh 25 plus 9 is 34 plus 2 is 36 god that's a lot all right i'm going to my calculator folks i'll see you later <laughs> oh just shy of being able to sonically blast that thing's head off. It is nearly dead. But that is your turn, Rami Quindar. Back to you. Well, I'm just going to follow that up with a, a classic magic missile. These level one spells killing me. I hate it. <laughs> oh, that is 15 points of damage. Oh, yeah. It had a lot less than that. So this one in front of Alindra, down. <laughs> Body is just floating in the air. Star Trek Six style <laughs> with the zero G. Uh, is, there, is that right, Drew? Is there, uh, yes, is there floating yes. globs of pink blood in the. Well, these guys are undead, so more like greenish black blood. <laughs> so they're Vulcans. Uh, if, if you call it blood, it's some kind of goop. <laughs> Raimi's turn knocked this one out. Adros, you got this one in front of you. On to your turn. All gun. right. Well, the only thing I can think about doing is whipping. I mean, continually trying to stab this guy in the gut. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, I, I have a goal. I've set out to do it. I feel like I need to follow through. Actualize and see <laughs> the change that you want in the world and yeah. strike with your sword to, to make that change. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> this is from the book, The Secret. <laughs> the secret is always keep slashing. <laughs> Never self slashing. Oh, those. All right. Well, here's the. Oh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be a hit. That's a hit. Uh, yeah, that's a thirty. That's gonna be twenty six points of damage. He is still up, but very oh. hurt. Okay. Well, one maybe one final. All you, all you can muster. Stab to the gut. Uh, thirty one. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit. Yes. Yeah, thirty seven points of damage. <laughs> and this one's dead. We're out of combat. Yes. Hey. Uh, Turn four. Before we yeah. before we do anything else, can we do a quick search of the ship, with, either with our eyes or the internal sensors, to see if there are any <laughs> other traps or explosives planted on the ship? You guys can take twenty if that is what you would like to do, and very slowly meticulously look over the ship as you have nothing but time now no more bad guys pop out and try and kill you okay. so while while they do that i'm gonna take a 10 minute rest and yeah. get my sp back just sit down and in zero g you you hear pressurized one of the cabins mr mcscruffin's barking he, he's fine the goblins over comms are like what's happening out there <laughs> yeah Raimi's gonna be checking on mr mcscruffin okay well Doing so will depressurize the cabining and probably kill the dog. So maybe, maybe just give that a mo. <laughs> yeah, just let's 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 make sure there are no more explosives planted anywhere in the ship as we are taking a twenty, and then he'll be fine, <laughs> and we'll be good. Yeah, so you can you can take the time. It'll 
take maybe half an hour to do that search, but that is also the amount of time it will take to bring Galara back up, bring life support back online, uh, which you can take 20 on as well, and get the ship back in running order. And you do that. Yay! Patrick, can I tell what happened to the ship? Yeah, so after looking these guys over, you've heard tales of these specific undead that will lay in wait in wrecked ships to to try and catch prey. These are called marooned ones, and mm. they have a number of sabotage, hijacking tactics to take over ships. It seems like they might have been under contract to kill or capture you from somewhere or someone. Yeah, they've been known to leave distress beacons on uh, crippled ships and catch more crews that way. Pretty nefarious undead folk. Mm. Are they all the way dead right now? <laughs> now? Now they're technically double dead if you want to get <laughs> into the nitty gritty. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to stick them in the life pods and uh, if they give us any more trouble, uh, then we'll just shoot them out the life pods, but... Oh, no, they're dead. They're, they're many times dead. Well, well, you say that, but magic exists in this universe. There's still time to kill them again. Just, Can't we just pop out the airlock? Yeah, I don't think rather. there is, actually. Yeah, unless you guys want to spend a no, lot of credits to get them rest. Rather <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. We, we, can, we can resurrect these fools and then chop them up into little pieces again, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but we're not nobody, psychotic. Because nobody messes with the Drift Rider. Alrighty, so out of combat, ship cleared. You guys can continue back on your journey, if you'd like, uh, after perhaps jettisoning the bodies or keeping them or whatever you do with uh, uh, stowaways. Can we ship. can we search them first for any inf- relevant information? Oh, uh, not not a lot of information on them. They do have, like I said, uh, damaged, destroyed almost armor, these advanced semi-auto pistols and tactical knives on them, but not not a ton else, unfortunately. When they said that we were worth credits, that that was just because they are scavengers and just go out for like bodies, right? It's not us in particular. Oh. Mm. I, I think it was us in particular. I, if they made it sound like somebody's put a bounty on each of our heads. But so who would know? who would want to kill you? <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. We haven't done anything wrong. We're really nice people. Yeah. We've never come across any cults. Or fleets of stuff. undead baddies. <laughs> yeah. I literally have... 47 episodes of you guys just murder <laughs> <laughs> all day all night the level okay the level 47 crew doesn't have any uh problem with us uh mm, not the name of the crew but uh yes they they probably don't have the clout to reach you across the galaxy the downside kings are more like the downside pawns um uh-huh. uh are you guys ready to continue on the the journey Yes. Yeah, let's go back yeah. to the bridge. Right, so you guys can rest up after that. That's no problem, because we're going to have some downtime after you put down these assassins, would-be assassins. And it is a long journey, so I'll need everyone to play D6 once again into the vast. Ooh, so long. I think this is almost the same as getting out to Nijior, the Nijior system. It's going to take 20 days of drift travel to get to the, the gate of... Uh, 12 suns so but it does go by uninterrupted very long voyage where you guys are able to to rest with your thoughts steal yourselves for whatever it is you're going to find on the other side of this journey and and make it there 
and it is when you do almost three weeks later exiting drift space that it seems that you're still you know while in normal space maybe a day's journey from the coordinates so it does take you a full three weeks to get there but as you travel through normal space it's a, a silent hall through what seem like static stars early the next morning so when galara alerts you that you're starting to get readings sporadically as you're in the system now and the computer seems to be having trouble discerning what exactly it is seeing you all can take a look out the main transparent aluminum windows of the bridge and get your first look at the gate itself and you see 12 stars almost you know the size of quarters in your vision arranged unnaturally in a dodecagon forming a perfect circle they seem to float motionless in the void in a perfect gravitational balance this is a configuration you've seen before on Castravel and Alindra in your captain's chair look down over at the tattoo on your arm get a chill down your spine this is it this is what has been hiding out here in the darkness for millennia Anda says looks like we got a hot tip and then like pulls their shades down over their eyes and just like Van Halen goes <laughs> this new fun Anda is coming back from, from beyond I dig it that's everyone else who that does that but that's cool scary somber moment but uh, uh, <laughs> you guys you guys I mean what what do you think just looking at this that's what are we dealing spicy with spicy meat ball I think Alindra's mind immediately goes to her vision from the dreaming pool and Faluria and whatever darkness uh, she is in. I, I mm-hmm. mean, she fits into this prophecy somehow. And of course, the tattoo, there just seems to be a lot of connection between Alindra and this very dark, dark, ominous thing that's in yeah, front no. of her now. It's on your forearm and you can just take a peek at it. It looks, you know, nearly exactly the same. Hmm. I, I'm really bad at geometry. Is that what we're looking for? Is that is that it? Let me sh- let me show you what we're. So is there stuff sort of like visible on the other side of the uh, of this entity? Like just just space. Um. So right. I, I guess what I guess what I'm asking is, are we looking at a black hole right now? No, no. You you, you can see right through the the circle of stars. But uh, maybe if you spend some time looking at the stars on the other side, they they're they are twinkling. There seems to be some something kind of distorting in the the center. I I mean, Seren Ray is always tied closely with the stars, and here I am looking at a bunch of stars that have created a gate that leads to maybe the most powerful weapon in the multiverse. I can't wait to get this thing open and have finished what we've come to do. Do you guys? Want to make a computer's check? Anybody, uh, someone be the point person for using the ship scanners. Everyone else can kind of aid and, and read out the data. Who wants to roll it? Ooh, 27. Miles, do you want to roll the computer's oh, check? Yes. Okay, so anybody can aid. That's just a DC 10, so anyone can, can do it if you want to make a computer's check. Sure, I aid. <laughs> I'm not even going to, I'm not going to roll that. That's <laughs> plus 25. <laughs> you, you don't insult me. Let's <laughs> 31. Uh, Oh, and Dross goes over to a computer and punches a bunch of buttons to see if he can help. He cannot help. (laughs) (laughs) Alindra Neck. Alindra helping out. Neck, just barely. (laughs) One on the (laughs) dice. 
you're able to parse through some of the data, but it's like advanced trigonometry, uh, very advanced physics calculus that is being spit out by the ship's AI. So your long range first brings up that each of these stars indeed has a small planetoid circling it at the same distance. They all seem also to be the same mass, at the same diameter, and the same rotational period, but they're arranged in such a way that they look like they are at a different point in their rotation. So one might be at like one o'clock, another at two, and so forth, like a, a huge grandfather clock. So seemingly at any given time, each one of these planetoids is at their zenith. At least one is. Zenith with respect to the, the star that it is orbiting. Your readings indicate as well that the large gravitational balance in this system is very precarious, and it seems the star's while perfectly aligned, I mean, to do so would require such an advanced science and magic that it would be probably impossible for packed scientists to do. And you can tell that traveling between the stars would be very difficult. You're reading these shifting, you know, gravitational fields, and even reaching the planets would be very difficult unless you approached one when it was furthest away from from the suns, so like it was on the, the very outside of the, the gateway. In addition, while scanning these planets, you can tell almost all of them are lifeless rocks without an atmosphere, save for one. And scanning that planetoid, you detect lots of green. In fact, it's nearly covered in forests. There's a single man-made structure on it. This, this one maybe at six o'clock if you're reading your orientation to these stars. So while you are all, you know, parked away from this in, in orbit, looking over this data, you know, maybe taking a good hour or so sifting through it, your scans also detect a huge burst of gravitational energy emanating from the planet as it reaches the point in its rotation when it is closest to the center of the gateway. So when it's at that kind of zenith in the inside and this planetoid, th this huge burst of energy seems to come from a hole at the planet's surface near the equator. And it seems to come up from the planet's core. Can anyone, maybe with a physical science check, make me a roll? Ooh, Alindra. It's a 28, and I also get a DC minus 5 to astronomy if that is relevant. It would be if this wasn't DC 20. So you've blown this one away. Awesome. Weren't we talking about, joking about earlier how you weren't... Uh, particularly studious. I know, right? About Except about stars. stars. Uh, <laughs> you can tell that the release of this gravitational energy in the system seems to be what is keeping the gravitational field stable. And looking over those readings, you are struck with something, you know, just taking a look at all these barren planetoids. They are nearly the exact same measurements and composition as Kalithu 7. <gasps> in fact... I mean, taking a look, it seems to be like they're all perfect copies of that world you studied years ago now. Interesting. Why With doesn't... With the exception of the screen one, right? Well, yeah, that one that one has a lot of life still on it, but it's the exact same measurements as all the others. Okay. Why doesn't anybody with a, a mysticism give me a check? Roll. Okie dokie. It seems... That does seem like it's... Oh, no. Got a couple people rolling here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> womp, gotta, womp. gotta leave this one up to ooh oh man we've got a couple bad rolls a couple good ones Raimi 19 and uh, Lindra 21 Lindra I think you've got this one putting the name together for for the whatever this energy it is 
it seems like the amount of energy that is being, you know, the gravitational energy is pumping out of these planetoids could indeed be used to open a portal to another realm, like another oh. plane of existence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe we're working with Raimi and taking a look the amount of energy that it's putting out. You could put something so massive in this hole, it could probably hide an entire planet in this other plane. So this was created indeed, if the name is correct, a gate of 12 suns to hide something massive. So that's a gate <laughs> and we got to open it. We got to open it and in it is a weapon and we got to get it. So how do we open it? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe the last bit of information your scans reveal will help this deep scan analysis finds that the energy readings are, you know, these gravitational waves are being created by cosmic strings active in the planetoid's core. You know them to be one-dimensional defects in in the fabric of existence. And you've heard of massive scientific techno magic devices kind of harvesting and harnessing these strings, but it is technology very far away from packed world tech. But they do seem to be perhaps controlled, focused on the planetoids themselves. Mm. A lot of information, quasi-scientific information. What do you guys what do you guys think? That is the info you're armed with. What would you like to do? I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I think we have to I mean, it seems like our first stop should be this planet, right? Like this one green has life planet that has a structure. I was thinking the same thing, but I would, I'd like to know what the how long does it take for it to circle around its star? Because I don't really mm. want to be on that when it reaches its like closest. I mean, mm-hmm. do we want to be there when it does this gravitational thing next to the thing it's hiding? I mean, it, it is a lot of energy. It does seem like it's focused, and at the very least. I mean, you can tell that there is life and an atmosphere on this one planetoid, so it's probably not harming whatever is there. Okay. But it, each of these rotations is maybe a day, so like the half rotation would be about 12 hours. Okay. Uh, I mean, that would be my vote is to check out this facility on this planet. Mostly, uh, Idros would be worried that they haven't gotten here before. Uh, you know, the cult. So he wants us to see if we can go down there and locate, you know, see if they've landed there. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. And I, I'm just thinking maybe it would be wise to go immediately after it passes the middle so that we have the maximum amount of time before something something happens. I don't know what might happen. <laughs> just seems terrifying to me. But. Anybody else thoughts? I mean, no, that, that makes the most sense because, I mean, we want to give ourselves the most amount of time on this planet because we don't know what's there. We don't know what awaits us. And sometimes we're in and out and sometimes we're trapped for two weeks. So it would be good for us to have the the maximum amount of time on this planetoid. Okay. All right. So you guys, if you, if you do want, are able to start piloting towards that lush planetoid. And it's it's not maybe a half hour later into this trip, it's a long voyage, that Galara comes up overhead and says, Captain, there are three vessels approaching from the port side. They're coming from one of those small planets. They are hailing us. Do uh, we know which planetoid? Maybe maybe the one immediately to the, the left of the, the lush one. So it is one of the, the barren ones. It seems like they were these ships, and it is indeed a trio of ships, coming up from hiding behind one of these barren planets. 
seems like two fighters and a medium bulky craft. And you are being hailed. A transmission is coming from the larger ship. The ID tag you're receiving identifies it as a ship named the Singularity. The Singularity? The video transmission opens up. There is a human form cloaked in swirling darkness. It's a very thin and gaunt figure. They look to have very long, ratty hair covering and obscuring their face. Little sparks of green and blue nanites illuminate the, their hair every every few moments. Their skin is dark and maybe near blackened in parts as if burnt or frostbitten. And they sway slightly side to side as they speak in this high ethereal voice and say, Are you here to meet your ends? For I am the caretaker of Oblivion, a fang of the devourer and herald to the annihilation. I will sing on your graves. For this, the Endless One has given me a second chance at revenge. What's the matter? Don't you remember? Mm, I remember. They reach back, brush the hair from the face, and kind of an undead-looking skeletal face. One that you've not seen in some time. A tattoo of an accretion disc on their collarbone, scarred from a blast months earlier. It's... Darius Gilchrist. <gasps> he looks you all over and says, to be continued. Uh, oh, man. All right. So hold on. When you said the singularity, isn't that the name of the ship that was it Braskin had? Mm, was it? I mean, I, I don't think Alindra was there. <laughs> but... No, it's. <laughs> but you. Rebecca apparently... is freaking out, though. <laughs> you apparently listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we last saw him. He was what floating around in space. We knocked him off the the rock. Yeah, yeah. he was dead as a doornail. Well, <laughs> no, actually, last remember about Darius Gilchrist, he was dead. dead right, as right, right, but, but like, when we killed him, he like yeah. we let him float off in space, right? That is correct. Well, yeah, and then he was picked up by people, and then something happened. They, I think, the last the last thing we as humans heard from the podcast was they injected him with something and then he breathed and then we didn't know so now he's here welcome back <laughs> there he best is. thing about the best thing about getting to kill a really a really bad person is getting to kill the really bad person twice so this is going to be this is going to be a joy a really bad person we just had an entire competition to make up better curse words there's you know what sometimes just a really bad person is what you need it's just uh, it really uh, gets mother yeah. pronkin piece of flame yeah no he's coming back next week and i don't want to spoil anything but i'm gonna blow your guys's new <laughs> level nine drift rider out of the air oh no please that's gonna happen i dare you <sighs> Yeah, uh, oh. piloting checks now. But that is going to be next time on the podcast, episode 49. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, thank you guys for playing with me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Night. Night.